musician, graduate of the University of New Mexico with a degree in psychology and a VA in music. She is one of the founders and the drummer for Mango Cakes. Welcome, Tina Marquez, to OTP. How you doing, Tina? It's good to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> You've been quite busy since the last time I saw you. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, that's great. So, Tina, tell our listeners um, a little bit about you. Uh, how did you start playing on your instrument? I deliberately didn't say what instrument you play. Talk <laughs> about what instrument you play and how you got into playing music. So I'm a percussionist, like slash drummer, I guess you would say. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was about like eight years old, I want to say, we went to uh, San Antonio for like a little family vacation. And we went to the Selena, the Selena Museum and her sister, the drummer was there, Suzette. And I, I met her and oh, yeah. uh, I was like thinking, I remember I was like debating, like I knew I wanted to play something. I was just a little kid and I, <laughs> I couldn't decide if I wanted to play like guitar or drums. And then when I met her, I just like told my parents I wanted to play drums. So <laughs> I, I came back and they just got me a little kit and got right. me lessons with Jay. Yeah. yeah. With Jay Blair. Right. Right. Now, what was your react? What was your your parents? What were your parents' reaction when you said drums? Um, do you I, remember at all? It was it was probably a shock that like <laughs> why drums, but um, I also think like since they aren't musicians, they didn't really know, so they just did it. Like okay, I don't know. <laughs> really? I don't think most most kids get like a drum set as soon as they say they want to play drums, but I was I was definitely lucky lucky enough too. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Suzette. Um, she's the drummer, for, what was the drummer for Selena? For Selena, yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the singer. So. Right. Talk about um, how she inspired you. What what touched your heart about that? Um, I mean, I like to be completely honest, just growing up watching the movie was yeah. one of my favorite movies, just kind of seeing their like rise to a rise to stardom and mm -hmm. um i think it was like the they actually made like a new selena series right. and it was like it was it kind of talked about how suzette may not be like the best drummer but she was like the drummer for <laughs> like the best drummer for selena and like that kind of uh, yeah. that definitely stuck with me a little bit um yeah there you go yeah not necessarily like i grew up with that style or anything but just seeing a female do it is what pushed me i guess yeah, you, you got me in that direction. Did you ever feel, as a young lady, uh, intimidated and and hesitant about moving into that direction because you were a young lady and, you know, unfortunately do dominated by males? Talk about that. Um, I think. I feel like maybe in high school it was like intimidating as like a as like a little freshman trying to get on the drum line <laughs> and stuff like that. Right. Um, I don't. I would say like I don't really think about it like as much as probably other people do. Mm -hmm. Like a lot. I know a lot of people like point out, oh, a girl drummer that's so rare. Only there's only like three of you guys in town or whatever. But <laughs> I like it. Honestly, doesn't even cross my mind like cool. most times. I don't know. Maybe just because I'm used to it or. Just because for me, it's just playing drums. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, you just go and do your thing, mm -hmm. you know. And it all starts to, and it's the great thing about music in my mind is that it all starts to melt away a little bit after they hear you play. Right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, right on. So, okay, so now you get into school and you're, you're in high school. Tell us a little bit about your experience in high school. Where'd you go? So I went to Manzano High School, mm -hmm. and uh, I I was pretty big into the um, into the drumline stuff. I like I loved it. All of my best friends were on drumline. Like mm -hmm. honestly, from high school, those are like still the only people I talk to. Um, <laughs> and then I I was also in the jazz bands. Did like jazz all state and all that. Mm -hmm. um, I was in the guitar program. Even did like guitar all state for a year, and. I was also like doing like a little rock trio or quartet at the time. Cool. And like our, our dads would like book us at the state fair and stuff like that. <laughs> so I was probably like the only kid doing like that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, really, I would say that's like where I was like super pra like into practicing and very competitive because it's just what we did and we had a blast with it. Right. Right. You know, and it has been my experience, especially for youngsters, that they either absorb the music, they get into it, they digest it, and it becomes a part of their life. Or some of us uh, at that age immediately just say, okay, I'm going to go sports or what have you. Right. And, and it became part of your DNA and you took it off into college, correct? Right, yeah. So I did go into college. Um, I think I don't even think I had like a major when I first started, but mm -hmm. like immediately right off the bat, I was like on the drum line in the jazz ensembles in the combos. And mm -hmm. then I remember my second semester, I decided to actually like declare it a major. And then all of a sudden I was in the wind symphony and even more stuff <laughs> and percussion ensembles. So it just kind of kept like piling, piling on for me. Um yeah, at that point, I want to talk a little bit about this because I've, in my, in my teaching career, I noticed, did you get overwhelmed? Because sometimes I've noticed that students that play very well and they have a lot of different ensembles that they're in, it can be kind of overwhelming and have um, an uh, impact on their drive to keep playing. How did you feel with all of that? I mean, did you absorb it and it was okay or, or did it give you just overwhelming feeling? So I, I think I was definitely overwhelmed. Um, firstly, like percussion is such like a vast instrument at the mm -hmm. collegiate level. And I, at least my, I'm sure there was, there's been other percussionists in my spot, but at least like in my class, I guess you would say like the kids, basically all the undergrad, other undergrads, like no one was really doing what I was doing. Like I was the center snare for the drum line. I was like being requested at the sound pack games. Somehow I was like in the wind symphony and I hadn't even played concert band in high school. So that was like a culture shock. Right. And then I was in uh, the top jazz band. And then I was also in percussion ensemble. Like, yeah. but at the same time I was like also in theory and oral lab <laughs> and growing up a drum set player. That's, also completely like foreign so yeah. it it was rough on me just because I was like spread out through so many things but mm. at like a high level of everything sure, so it sure. was like a ton of pressure uh, for sure 
So talk about that experience in college. Uh, you went into, you're getting absorbed. You're in the ocean of music going on. Um, some of us may say that's exactly what you need to just bombard you and have you have this pressure. Talk about that experience. I mean, did it lead to um, where as you went well, forward? So even though I don't like necessarily use a lot of um, that stuff now, I guess, like one thing I'll never um, discredit is like the discipline it gave me. Right. On. Um, I never like, of course, you have to work with a bunch of people that you may not want to work with. You have to be in long rehearsals that you may not want to be at. <laughs> you have to prepare for stuff or else you're the one that looks like a jerk, at least right. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so there were like a lot of amazing takeaways in that sense. And then, I mean, New Mexico is so small, like that also, of course, gave me connections to that sort of mm. side of the music community. Right. Um, and I mean, like now it, it does help because like, even in like my band, like I could be like, oh, like, cause there are like mixtures of musicians as I'm learning, as I'm right. reading. There's like, yeah. there, there are the people that just grew up in church and can't read like a single note. Right, and then right. there are the orchestral people. And a lot of times those fuse. So I, I find myself kind of being like the middle person yeah. A lot of, like kind of being the translator almost. Exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it did help in those senses, I guess. Like I would never, I would never not do it. I'm glad I went through all of those things. Right. And I think it only led me to like find what I'm like more passionate about right. and like really examine what I wanted to do with drumming. Like at least at this point. Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. It opened, it opened your mind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah to to where you wanted what direction you wanted to go and one of those directions if correct me if i'm wrong was that you you didn't you changed your major right yeah that must have been a huge decision it was and i think at the end of the day i realized that just because i was changing my major didn't mean i wasn't a drummer anymore or that i couldn't take this <laughs> to wherever i wanted to take it um so i think that's kind of that's kind of what helped me. Right. I just, I just realized that it wasn't as big of a deal as I was maybe making it seem. Right. Um, did you, yeah. did, did you ever think that you were going to leave music at that point or drop uh, playing? No, I, I actually, I don't think I ever thought that. Like the biggest Good. thing was okay. If you're not a music adventure, you if you ever do want to teach down the road, you're going to have to work harder to get teaching certificates and stuff. But that was right. really the only thing yeah. that I felt I was losing. Because right. um, even when I did change my major, like I was still in jazz one, I was able to quit wind symphony. Um, <laughs> I was able to yeah. not be in marching. Like, so it was like stuff like that. And uh, I was, I was glad that they still wanted me involved and to play if I wanted to. Right. Um, they gave you the, some flexibility. Yeah, they did. And yeah. I'm thankful for that, for sure. Right, right. So tell us now, lead us through your musical journey of well, what happened then after you, you left college, you got your degree, and you're moving on. So, okay, let's see. <laughs> so, um, you're not as old as I. Your, your, your memory is I know, still there. <laughs> I know. So basically, I left for, like, drum corps in oh, okay. the summer of 2019, and that's when I came back and realized like there was a bunch of other things I could be doing. And yeah. I remember like getting back and literally going to the counselor's office like the next day and changing. 
and then so I had a semester of like psychology and I was still doing like jazz band so it, it was fun and then at that time is when I had more time and I started jamming with people outside of college there you go because I had the time too and uh that kind of started like formation of our band the mango cakes uh-huh. um so we started jamming and then all of a sudden the pandemic hit so uh <laughs> everything was like closed i was finishing my last year online which really felt like yeah like i was not really i don't know <laughs> i just felt like i wasn't trying for sure right. but uh so i was just practicing a lot and as everything was shut down i was just like thinking like man i hope that we could keep this band together and keep like working at it and hopefully maybe if things ever open up again we could just hit the ground running right. and uh so like through the pandemic i was just like i would be working on chop like my chops and right. just like really just trying to develop more as a drummer since i had the time to um and then we would keep practicing on and off when it was like safer i guess we'd sure. like spread out real big in my garage right. and then so as as soon as things started to open up sawmill offered us like a residency and so every sunday we had to play for three hours oh yeah, and um that is like by far where my playing just like took off for sure because i had to learn how to like really drum for three hours we had to put together three hours of music (laughs) and then a few months later we started like it was just so fast then we started playing casinos and then weddings and it was like it just exposed me yeah it was like a whole it's like how you have your jazz standards growing up. Like right. that whole thing is like a whole different, yeah. it's like a category of like right. dance music. Right. So it just like developed all of our pockets and like right. just that yeah. sort of thing. And that was right after I graduated. Um, Let me back you up a little bit because I want you to talk about the, um, you putting together and um, constructing your, the band itself. Uh, how did that come about? Who did you work with and how did that okay. materialize? So right when I got back from drum corps, I started playing in this band called, uh, I think we are called like Jonah and the Jets. And <laughs> Jonah decided to quit the band and he was like the singer and it was all of his music. Uh-huh. And um, the rest of us were like, dang, we still kind of want to keep playing. Like the couple show little shows we did were kind of fun. Right. And so we got a different singer and we were like, oh, we should try to add a horn section. Oh, we should try to find a keys player. So like through all of our different sort of like circles, we ended up forming a group and that's kind of how we started working on a set. Guaranteed that first group, the only people left are me and the bass player. Oh, Um, but at the same time, like then just little by little, like people, things happen. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. People in and out. Yeah, we had a couple guitarists. Their like musical, I guess, uh, goals just didn't align with ours, just stylistically. Sure. And we've even had like our lead singer. We had a change vocalists probably uh, only like six months ago. So okay. I mean, we've just been. It's definitely yeah. become more of a system. But <laughs> the current squad we have right now is probably like the tightest it's ever been. So that's cool. It's, I- it's pretty cool. I gotta, I gotta tell you, ask you this though. Where'd you get the name? The mango cakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, so our our bass player is from the Philippines, and oh, cool. like our first, yeah, our first uh, group chat, he named it something like the something mango cakes, and we mm. went to a, a a jam session, 
to play like the the only song we had written and uh <laughs> we had the uh the guy hosting the jam session we had him just announce this as the mango cakes and uh, went off from there yeah we, we didn't want to be one of those bands that took forever to overanalyze a name or anything it was like right on and i'm surprised how much it's stuck <laughs> be honest <laughs> it's original it's original right yeah 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 well i have a clip here uh is it okay i can play this for you now sure yeah let's play it you know i'll play it and then i'll bring it down you can sort of narrate over it cool all right Tell us a little bit about that live performance. So, so I believe that was like at a launch pad show or something. And um, so this was a few months after our first uh, lead singer and us had split up. And oh, so okay. um, that clip is like the first song we wrote. We had Amanda from Red Light Cameras like be our singer for like the summer. Okay. We, we knew she wouldn't be permanent, but me and uh Jabez the bass player we just admire her stage presence and her energy so much we just felt like being like having someone like that on our stage like the rest of us couldn't um couldn't like fake anything like we had to match her energy and so that was actually like our first song we wrote and she wrote wrote it with us okay and uh so that is like an original song and that was at like her birthday show Um, so yeah Uh and it was even like the setup in that video was something new that we've been doing is like where my drums come to the front, the right. bass is in the front, which normally like in an original setting, we're in the back. Right. But right. since it's kind of me and the bass players thing, it's us in the front and whoever we have singing in the middle. So cool. um, that's kind of why I chose that clip because kind of yeah. it's like showing the new version of us. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. And let's get into your, um, your creativity of writing your music. I mean, how are you, for our listeners that are listening, how are you taking your creativity and the band's creativity and trying to reach your audience? You told me a little bit you want to keep them on your feet. Talk about that energy that you were, you were explaining. So one of the things that I think we've like gotten known for over the past like year or so that we've been around is like, we're like a cover band but um at the same time like even though that we have been doing all these covers i mean obviously as soon as you get into the casino like wedding circuit it kind of puts you in that trap of playing covers and it definitely limits your creativity and it's like oh we don't have time to write a song because we have this big wedding coming up that we need (laughs) to make sure everyone's on the same page for um so we've been kind of trying to take a step back from that sort of stuff And really the few months, the past few months has just been like trying to figure out like, how do we write and get 10 people on the same page? Um, Which can be hard when the two leaders are the bass player and the drummer where like melodies don't come easy to us. I mean, there's not like a chord instrument there. So it's, it's definitely been interesting and a, like still a learning process for sure. Sure. Um, so we've kind of had to separate it into this sort of idea of demos and mm-hmm. where we'll like maybe lay out a foundation and hopefully one of our singers will come through and be willing to work on melodies. But at the same time, since it's such a big group and 
everyone is so busy. Um, you know, it, it takes a village. So we're even reaching to, there's people outside of the band that are like, Hey, I've had this song for the past few years now. And I think you guys would sound great with it. Like, here's this demo if you want to check it out or, Oh, you guys don't know how to use Ableton and all these loops. Like, let me come over and let me teach you how to do this. Or we've just had so much help. So it it really, yeah, it's, it's really a blessing. And I think we're just trying to learn from as much people as we can right now. But right now it is like that slow process of, okay, we have the form and the groove of this song. Let's get a singer in here and see what they could do. Or, okay, now that we have all this, like, we we really need like some sort of hook with the horns right here. Like what can you guys do to this? Or sometimes it'll even just be us on like a little pad, like programming the horns or we're still so like, we feel like babies. You're you're (laughs) just just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And you're trying to figure it out. I love this because from the outside looking in, it's almost like you're seeing a birth of of this music, this group that you don't know where it's going to go, but it's the love that you guys have to play, you know, money's good, yeah. you know, <laughs> you always yeah. could use the cash, you know, Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys putting this together and it's the, the love that you all have in the band and bands come in and out and people come in right. and out of bands, oh, yeah. but, but you've got that, um, that, uh, foundation, the nucleus right. in there and yes. that's great and it sounds like you um you're open your minds are open yeah to absorb all of this and the other thing i like about what you, you what you've told me tina we're, we're talking to uh tina macrez uh with about the mango cakes and her career on otp and what i love about this tina is your positivity you've got a positive mind with your playing Talk a little bit about that with the listeners, because, you know, some of our listeners may not have um, tried an instrument yet, may want to play drums, may want to play sax, want to play music. There's fear involved. Talk about how you fought your way through that. So I think like one of my biggest sort of like, uh, like walls I sort of had to like climb or whatever, whatever you want to call it was... Mm. I was always like so in my head, like comparing comparing myself to other yeah. other players in town. Right on. And I feel like, with well, without a doubt, like when you're in, like when you have anxiety or when you're a little scared or you're just not confident, like it comes through in your playing so much. Right. And so I don't know what it was within like the past year or so that finally clicked, where I was like, wait, you're like you're literally not built like these other guys that you're comparing yourself to like physically there's no way that you'll ever sound like them but at the same time physically like technically there's no way they'll ever sound like you and like literally your hands are different sizes (laughs) way different like you look different you move different like when you like break it down to that level i was like oh yeah so i'm i'm never gonna sound like them so why am i trying I might as well just do the things that I do really well, even better. And they're never going to sound like me. And, you know, I, it kind of took that for me to start to to get a little bit more confident. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and, and that's the beauty about music is if you look at 
different artists and the music that's out there. It's all different. Yeah. I mean, and it comes from the different type of performers and people that um, create the music, wrote it, that that's the beauty of music. It's right. all a smorgasbord of, of music out there. That's right. Yeah. But it, it took you a while to get through that balloon. Oh, most definitely. Cause, and then especially me listening to other people, just analyzing everything. It was like, <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. It was, I guess it was just something I struggled with for a long time without really realizing it maybe. Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah. now I just like have just a way different outlook on right. it. You freed yourself. Somehow, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, why are you trying to have all these gospel chops when you didn't grow up doing yeah, that? Right. And it'll probably right. never you're never gonna feel as natural as trying yeah. to force that through you than if you're trying to force what you grew up doing. Or you That's know, a, you could always work at stuff to get better, sure, but right. if it's like not in your heart, it's not gonna come, you know, yeah. it's not gonna come out. That you know. I, I find that with, with horn players, sax mainly, I mean, you got some guys that come up and you've got to, you've got to do bebop. You've got to do this. Right. And if you're not doing that, then you're not accepted, you know, in the world, in the, right. in the scheme of things. And uh, you really have to keep your eyes on the prize there. And that's what you've been doing. That's cool. Yeah. 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 So, um, Let's let's go back to the band real quick and about um, what are you what are your plans now and what do you see yourselves you guys doing in the future? So, I mean the the lead singer switch was like a pretty big like thing that we had to get through, um, but now that I feel like we have like a solid group, it is really focusing on writing, and mm. we really um, we're actually like we've been like how I said we have open minds. We've been reading some books on like how to put together like the ideal show and right. sort of like create moments. Um, so I think really what we are trying to do is as we keep building this show, you know, pull out more covers and keep putting them in with, you know, hopefully mm -hmm. our originals. Right. But really just like creating these moments, like an experience for people to, uh, I don't know, we just like, for example, we had this show on November 5th at marble and it was a huge probably one of our biggest crowds we've had but wow. we like being the bass player we're like up one night like reading this book like mm. okay we need like a touching moment we need like a relatable moment and <laughs> it worked we like we like specifically planned out these things and we had people in the crowd coming up like i loved when like the lights went out and there was just a trombone on the stage like playing al green or like yeah. you know we, we just yeah. tried to create stuff like that that's a little bit different even if right. we are doing covers um Right. I guess really just trying to make people feel something when they watch us. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure that recording and releasing is going to be a whole new, again, we're like not going to know how to do that, but yeah, that's all right. That's learning. All right. Yeah, for that's sure. That's what it's all about. You want to set that mood and give the people the feeling yes. that you're trying to transfer. Yeah. And that's, that's difficult. You know, yep. I mean, all of this, but you know, what I love about what you're doing, Tina, and, and your group is that you guys have that love for music. And if you keep the eyes on the prize, I know you're going to be just doing great things with your music. And, and that's it's going to be fun watching you develop. And yeah, it's 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 exciting. It's a mm -hmm. we always say it's a blessing and a curse because everyone is <laughs> in that band is so good. 
that like I mean we all are like getting calls all the time to like go in different direct like you know what I mean people just people just trying to hire you for whatever so it's it's definitely hard to keep it together but um I'm pretty proud we've had like pretty much the same squad for the past like at least over a year now so cool yeah you know you mentioned that because and correct me if I'm wrong, your group is relatively young. Yeah, I think our oldest member just turned 30. Okay. Like, granted, sometimes we have older guys sit in, but, like, as far as, like, in in the band, our oldest member just turned 30. Yeah, there you go. So, And our youngest is nine, maybe 20. I think he's 20 now. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes life gets in the way, you know, people move away and all that yep. kind of stuff. But you guys have the, um, uh, the the guts to really morph. The band has to morph to the different changes that you have. Right. And that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, talk to our listeners before we close off about, you know, how if you are young or older or middle in age, about the passion of music and how to get started, what would be some of your advice to to those that are listening that may have that fear about starting or going back to playing? What's up with that? I mean, I would say just go for it because no one, well, I mean, or maybe I just tell myself this, but no one is really (laughs) watching you and thinks how you think. Like, do people know that I'm kind of scared on stage playing a certain song? No, probably not. Yeah. But um, also just like you, you just have to do what like feels honest and true to you, really. If right. you like and that's with really anything, you know, if you're right. if you're in a band and you don't like going to practices, then quit. Yeah. Or it's to me, it's that simple to keep to keep yourself happy with music, at least. Um, you just have to stay to what's honest and true because if not, that's how you get burnt out. There you go. Yeah. I call it getting sour. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you yeah, get, yeah. You get, you know, uh, you get all these, you know, negative vibes and I've gone through it myself and still fight the feeling of, of that, you know? And yeah. you get sour. And like you said, man, that's, uh, Nobody knows what's inside the demons in your head. No, not at all. Except, except yourself. You right. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, look, Tina, we love you so much. <laughs> you, you know, you're try, uh, true and blue here in Albuquerque, and we're we're just enjoying seeing you and your band go forward in this world of uh, digital and media and facebook and everything even if sometimes we don't make the gigs we can see what's happening right uh, yeah post and all that that's and why so, i try to post that's why yeah, I try. absolutely absolutely you know so keep doing what you're doing and uh keep fighting the fight staying positive tell your your band that we love them so much i will and, uh, <laughs> we'll uh we'll uh let you know when this comes out we want we also love awesome. our listeners we want to thank our listeners for supporting the podcast uh, of course, again, you can find us Spotify, iTunes, all the uh, podcast platforms. And Tina and I want to tell you right now, you know, go out and try to play all the yeah. right notes. <laughs> try to play the right notes. There you go. You've been listening to The Podium. 
If you would like to be a guest on the podium, email the show at onthepodium2 at gmail.com. That's O-N-T-H-E-P-O-D-I-U-M-T-O-O at gmail.com.